Jonathan Moten. Welcome to another edition of the Blind Podcasters Roundtable. It's great to have you with us. And shortly, I'll be introducing our guest, Tim Cummings. He's going to follow up on the Mosin at Large review of the Zoom PodTrack P4. But a couple of things to talk about first. Next week, I have organized for Derek Lane to join us. And Derek is going to be talking then about Reaper which is, for many blind people, the tool of choice for multi-track recording, for podcasting and other projects. So Derek will introduce you to Reaper, start at the beginning, talk about why he believes Reaper is such a good choice for podcasting work, and then we'll throw it open and you'll be able to answer your questions. Also, PodFest Masterclass is coming up. This is a way for you to connect with a range of experts in the podcasting community. So it's not just technical, it is marketing, a range of topics. They have a pre-week part of PodFest Masterclass as well as the main event. I'll be doing a presentation in the pre-week part of PodFest Masterclass and you can get a promo which gives you $99 off your admission fee. And the cool thing is that the base price for the basic version is $99. So you can get free admission to the pre-week festivities of PodFest Masterclass. Eventbrite is the place that you can go to register for this and you can apply the promo code BLINDPODMAKER all joined together. Not the Blind Podmaker, just Blind Podmaker to get $99 off, which will get you in for free to the pre-week of PodFest Masterclass. Or you can apply it to one of the more expensive tiers, which gives you things like lifetime access to the recordings, various special seminars, that kind of thing. So my presentation there is called Becoming a Rainmaker, and it talks about how to engage with listeners on your show which is something I've become known for. And so I'm presenting on that topic there, which is a great honor to do. So that's PodFest Masterclass, the promo code BLINDPODMAKER. To find out more, you can subscribe to our Blind Podcast Creators email list, and that is creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. Highly recommend you join our community there for all sorts of helpful discussion. Creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. We also have a number of new entries into the Blind Podmaker podcast. So thank you very much to people who are submitting for that. We're getting some really interesting reviews of microphones and microphone headsets and other things as well. And also people who are sharing their podcast related content from other podcasts. So that is wonderful. And we are gradually building up our list of podcast promos. If you are a blind or low vision person running a podcast and you would like to promote your podcast on other podcasts that are run by blind podcasters, and you are also willing to reciprocate. So in other words, there is an expectation that if you provide a promo, you will also play other people's or helping each other out here, then do get in touch with me or you can get in touch on the Blind Creators email list and uh, you can be added to the Dropbox and play material from there. It's a really great way to just spread the word about other podcasts that are created by blind people. So there's a lot that is going on. But now let us get on to the main event. And because... We're a bunch of audio geeks here or audio geek wannabes. I'm going to explain how we're doing this 
for the curious. We're going to be talking to Tim Cummings, who did that fantastic review for Mosin at Large on the uh, Zoom PodTrack P4, which is an exciting piece of equipment. And we will also put that up in the Blind uh, Podmaker uh, podcast as well. Now, we're bringing Tim in via CleanFeed. CleanFeed is an absolutely fantastic tool for events like this because it uses the Opus codec. It's very high quality. We're bringing him in via CleanFeed because it will give us a top quality recording of his presentation for the podcast feed. And it will be like he was actually in the room with me. And then we're piping that audio into Clubhouse. We're piping Clubhouse audio down CleanFeed for him so he can hear your questions when we get to that. And it's all done brilliantly if it all works. And so, Tim, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much. You got some good feedback from that review that you did. I did. I did. I was, I was surprised. Um, you know, it, it, it took me a little bit of time to do it, but I, I really wanted to, um, make it a review for, for the blind. And so, especially when I got to the description of the unit, I really wanted to get as specific as possible. So somebody could open up the box, take the pot track out and, at least know kind of what was going on, but and, yeah, and the dinky little music, the dinky, yes, the dinky yes, little stingers, the dinky little stingers. Dinky. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Did that come from the Zoom pod track? Itself? That's on the pod track before. That's one of the Boy. presets that comes. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, haunts me yeah. in my sleep now. And what microphone <laughs> are you using? So I'm using the Heil PR40. What have you got connected? I'm using the Presonus PD70, which is a. Um, it's a dynamic microphone. It's got a sensitivity of about minus 56 dB. So it's, it's in the mid range of mic sensitivity, but, um, it's got a, it's got a little roll off on the low end. So it's not as boomy, which is, which, I, which is for my voice is good. And, uh, I like it. It's, um, uh, it's got a cardioid pattern and it looks, it looks a lot like the SM7B, but it's about a fourth of the price. So, That's uh, interesting because PreSonus makes some pretty expensive gear, especially in their recording space. Yes, and actually, my interface, my uh, my my uh, audio interface in my old setup is a PreSonus audio box. I'm actually using um, the P4 as the audio interface for this demo. So I've got it hooked up to my computer, and the I've got the PreSonus microphone plugged right into it, and so that's what you're hearing me. You're actually hearing me through the the preamps of the P4 today. So so would you like to make any preliminary remarks about the P4? And I can be quiet and let you do that, and then we'll open it up for questions. Sure. Let me just um, – most people have, I think, hopefully uh, heard my review. I would say people may be wondering what prompted me to buy the P4 because I actually – have been podcasting for a while and I have a pretty decent setup. Actually, one similar to yours, Jonathan, I have a, a Mackie uh, 802 VLZ3 uh, mixer, um, analog mixer, which plugs into a Presonus audio box, two in, two out um, audio interface. And that's my basic setup that I use for most of my podcasting. And that's suited me very well. And so when the, when the P4 first came out, I heard about it and I thought to myself, well, do I really need this thing? Um, one thing though, that it really attracted me about it was the size. I mean, the P4 is actually right now sitting in my lap. 
Okay, that's how small it is, whereas my mixer and my interface are on my desk. So this, the P4 by itself, you know, is tiny compared to my uh, to my other bunch of equipment. And the P4 is actually, right now, is replacing my audio interface because it's acting as an audio interface and a mixer all in one. Um, the other, one other thing that really attracted me about the P4 was... Um, and you know, Jonathan, there are some pretty gain-hungry mics out there. Like if you're using something like a Shure SM7B or an Electra Voice, you know, uh, RE27 or something like that. Some of these mics have a have a sensitivity of uh, like minus 60 dB. So you need a mixer that's got a lot of oomph to drive these, drive most of these things. You either have to use a mixer or you have to use something like a mixer plus a cloud lifter or a fethead, a little inline preamp. And when I heard that the that the PodTrack P4 had a sensitivity of a spec of 70 dB of of gain, I, I, I just couldn't believe that. I just that just blew me away. And I said, well jeepers, that that, sh that should power any microphone. So and then the, the third thing that attracted me to the P4, not because I do a lot of multi-track editing, which I don't, but the fact that when you record on the P4, you end up with two recordings. One, you end up with a uh, recording of all the different tracks. If you're, say, for example, if I was recording this interview with you, I'd end up with a recording of your track and my track mixed together into one file, but I'd also end up with two separate recordings, one of your track and one of my track, totally separate, that I could mix in post. And even though I don't do multi-track editing, I could bring both those tracks into Gold Wave, have one pan to the left and one pan to the right, and uh, and do my final mix down and, and then run that whole thing through a phonic, which you've mentioned in the past. I have both... Um, I have both aphonics. I have the standard aphonic and then the multi-track aphonic. It's a great little piece of software. So just the availability to have those options um, of both single-track or multi-track results of your recording is just is a great is a great thing. And to have something that's so portable as the as the P4 is. And I don't do, um, you know, I don't do a lot of podcasts now where I have multiple guests, but the fact that you can have, if you're doing say a live interview situation and you have, you can have four microphones plugged in at the same time is pretty cool. And the fact, the other thing about this setup, which is so nice is mix minus is something that has plagued all of us in the podcast world. We, and we figured out how to do it one way or another. We, we may have a mixer with multiple buses, so we can do that. But with the P4, it's so easy. Because once you turn it on in the menus, um, it, it's done by default if you plug the P4 into your computer. Or if you plug the P4, phone, the P4 directly into your iPhone, it's all done by default. It's just you don't even have to worry about it. So I guess those would be the main reasons. And then the final thing I said to myself is, well, can I can I do 
with the P4 what I do with my current setup? And the answer was yes. So I said, why not for 200 bucks, why not go for it and just buy this thing and, you know, see how it works. And I have to say, um, aside, you know, from the menus at this point, which really aren't accessible, um, I think it's a great little device at the, considering all the features it has and the price point that uh, it comes in at. So, yeah, I have the Zoom F6 and really like that. I actually migrated from the H6, which I just sort of didn't get on with for some reason. I mean, the H6 is one of those venerable podcast recorders. A lot of people have them, but I never really liked it very much. The F6, on the other hand, I uh, we've bonded, and I really like the 32-bit float recording of the F6. The downside is that it doesn't have the combo jacks, so and it also doesn't let you connect the Zoom proprietary accessories. Now, neither does that, does it? You can't plug the Zoom proprietary no. microphones, that sort of thing. No, all all the P4 has is is um, four standard XLR jacks. Yeah. So. And no 32-bit float, which is a real shame for those of us who are worried about over-modulating, you know, because obviously yes. if you do that with the F6, you can fix it in post. But, I mean, it is an amazing thing to just know that you've you've virtually got a portable studio. People can plug in with their own sets of headphones. You can take it everywhere. So with my F6, my son, who's actually good on the lad, he's an audio engineering student. He's actually doing an audio engineering degree right now oh, that's at awesome university yeah. on the wall in all those classes yes we yeah. we geek out on that and i gave him my h6 and so you know for the moment i'm a i'm a cool dad and uh he built for me this customized case for my f6 with all sorts of soft foam and stuff so i can take everything on the road and i've got a place for a couple of qtus uh, buried in the soft foam and a foam compartment exactly the right size for the F6 and various cables and things. But it seems to me that with an arrangement like that, if you got a case for the pod track and you could put up to four microphones in there, they don't have to be super expensive for good quality field recordings. I mean, the QTU would be fine and, and yeah. they're, they're real cheap. You can just take a little case with that recorder with you anywhere and uh, you can connect your iPhone to it because you're taking your iPhone with you anyway when you travel. You've got an instant recording studio right there that can produce a much better product than most people do now. Oh, yeah. And and the fact that you can plug this into one of those, you know, USB battery chargers, you can run the thing for hours and hours and hours. So um, the, the portability factor is definitely, I, I think it's, um, and you know, Zoom could, and I hope they do. I mean, and I'm sure they've gotten comments about this. They could, and I, I, I think it would be a simple software change if they wanted to give you the ability to say record in 24 bit or to record at, you know, 48 kilohertz. Um, I'm sure they could, I'm sure they could change that. Um, so. You know, they—that's something that they may uh, they may do down the line. Down yeah. the line. So. A lot of this is about positioning and branding of of the product yes. and where they want it to sit. And yeah, you have a number of eager beavers who would like to talk to you about all this stuff. So let's go to Gary O'Donoghue first. Uh, do, do you need one of these, Gary? Good afternoon. Um, uh, I've got one. In fact, I'm talking to oh, you through one. Look at this. I oh, know. I couldn't right. resist. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> 
And, and I've got a couple of sort of observations, and I want to. And, and Tim, thanks for the superb review. That's the thing that prompted me to actually get one. So, well, it's your coming fault, from mate. you, Gary. You're, you're <laughs> no, my no. idol man. So. Oh, no, 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 mutual no, admiration no, no, no. society. We love this. Uh, one quick observation. I think Zoom. I wonder if they could institute a, a single bleep for recording, double bleep for stopping recording. That would be a lovely accessibility feature because yeah, the, the f6 moment, does that doesn't it the f6 does that yeah. can do that um for some reason it's not in the i mean it i guess it requires a little kind of internal something or other i don't i don't know but it's, it would be one of those really simple things and you, i'm not sure if you could do it in, in a firmware update or not but that's one thing the one thing i wanted to tell um people that i've um discovered from using it for about a week and a half now is the one thing you have to be really careful about is make if you're hooking up your phone to use it with um recording an interview for example or um particularly doing clubhouse you have to be doubly doubly sure that the cable you use to go from the pod track to the little lightning converter is a TRRS to TRRS. That sounds really technical and boring, but there's there's a there's a good reason for it. If you only use a TRS to TRS cable, which is frankly are the normal kind of 3.5 cables that you would buy if you didn't look carefully, what will happen is that you will sound fine in your in your headphones plugged into the pod track. You will hear stuff coming back from your phone, but actually the microphone going back into the system, back into Clubhouse, will be the iPhone microphone. Yes. Because it's yes. the TRRS bit that makes it listen to the microphone input coming from the from the pod track. It's just one of those things that, I mean, I, I, I experimented at first and I didn't think this thing through. Someone said, you sound really far away. And I said, well, I've got this headset mic on. It's right up here. And I thought and I thought and I thought. And I thought, I wonder if that's what's going on. And, and that is something people need to... You know, when you buy that cable to connect it to your phone, make sure it's TRRS to TRRS, which is tip, ring, ring, sleeve, which is sort of a description of the, of the actual jack itself. The other thing that won't happen if you only have TRS, I mean, the thing about TRS is is that you will record yourself sounding fine through your mic. It won't it won't record your iPhone mic onto the the pod track it's just that the person on the other end of the phone call or the clubhouse room will hear you through the 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 iphone microphone rather than through your nice xlr microphone plugged into the device that's the issue the other thing that they won't hear at the other end of you know clubhouse or the phone call is anything you play on the pads unless it's a trrs connection at both ends um i just thought that was something worth something that i'd experimented with and, and um and and realise, and I just thought it was probably worth mentioning in this um, sort of forum, as as people might be thinking about getting, you know, for the sake of a, you know, a five dollar cable, um, you know. So Gary, I'm just curious. I'm curious because yes. um, you've got a lot of mics there. I'm wondering how you found the the P4 has performed with all your different microphones, and because I wonder if you were as excited about the 70 dB. Uh, gain idea as I was when I heard about that. I first couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, I'm speaking to you. I'm not speaking to you on. A, I'm speaking to you on a sort of professional broadcast, but headset mic here. So this is it's actually a dynamic mic. This one I'm on, so it's not not drawing phantom power. So the gains turn up. Do you have the model that, Gary, for those interested? 
Do you know, I don't. It's a Zennheiser, one of their Zennheiser uh, models. I, 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 can, I can find it at some point, but it's, I mean, it, it's overkill for, for, for Clubhouse, I think. I mean, this is a $600 headset, so it's a, a stupidly expensive thing. But I, I, the reason I use it is because I, when I'm on the road and I want to do a piece, uh, you know, and have my hands free to read Braille, if I'm sat in the back of a car... I don't want to have to hold a microphone and try and read Braille, if you see what I mean. It's all very well when you're in a studio or, you know, in a place of work. But some a lot of the time I'm on the road and, and literally filing from the back of a car or outside even, I want my hands free to read Braille. So I use it. And, and as you can hear from it, it's squashed and mid-rangey, even though it's expensive. Um, it's not what you'd ideally use. But you're right about that there is plenty of gain. Um, the other usage thing I found about the pod, the P4, is that it doesn't remember the muted states of the channels when you turn right. it off. Yeah. So it's worth muting channels that you're not using. Um, yeah, you'll get a lot will, of hiss. You'll yeah. get yeah, that loud noise in unless you or turn the, the gains right down. But best mute them, I think, um, when you're not when you're not using them. Um, yeah, the recording thing is annoying because that would be such an easy accessibility thing. And they could have it so it only, for example, the bleeps only come through, you know, the first channel of the headphone outputs, for example. Yes. So you think, plugs a host into channel one, he's the only one, she's the one, only one needs to hear the bleeps, you know. Something like that would be a really simple um, accessibility thing, I think. But as I say, I don't know whether that's physically possible with the hardware, whether, you know... So Gary, are you gonna? What, mm. Was the other reason that you which, that you purchased this because um, I know you do a lot of your editing deeper? Was was the other reason to to be able to get something that would generate, you know, multi track kind of right out of the gate? Uh, there, there's 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 a, I mean, not especially. I was keen to. I mean, I, you know. How much excuse do we guys need for this to buy this stuff? Yes. Um, see, I can hear Bonnie. I can hear Bonnie saying to me, do you really need this, sweetie? And I'm thinking, Barry, I mean, you've got the F6. So what? you just wanted yes. another toy, right, just to have a play. Well, do you know, because I've used the F6, for example, with Clubhouse. Um, and, you know, it needs – and what I had to do with sighted help is I had to go in and I had to do some routing – of what went to the line output on the F6, right? Um, so I had to make sure that the the channel that I was bringing Clubhouse into the F6 was not then rerouted back to the line out, but only the, the microphone channels that I might use, for example, in order to get the mix minus that we talk about. This thing just, you know, on channel three of this, it has just mix minus automatically. So as a Clubhouse... Um, device i think it's absolutely fantastic um so that's one thing in particular i also use it in and, and i have a couple of these devices that i use to to sort of do um live inserts into broadcasts uh, and you know so for example i've got one of these little centrants ah, so you could uh, use the pad feature to play little snippets from politicians or whatever in your you could you could, and, and I haven't done that, but the, the, the reason I like it is because it's a very simple setup with, you know, plug it in, plug one cable into the phone. You have independent control over your own gain, uh, which, you know, you, you wouldn't believe how many people don't have that when they do stuff, you know, uh, or, you know, or they don't know how to operate it in the software on their phone or, or anything 
like that. Um, and, uh, you know, you have the ability on the road, on the run, if you need to, to record a quick interview in quality, you know, uh, uh, for radio purposes, FaceTime audio someone on this. Yes. Um, or, or even if you're doing your research for, a, you know, you're writing a, an article as a print journalist or you're a student who's ringing up someone to do an interview for the research, the ability, the really straightforward, simple ability to, to re- record a phone call without lots of cables and mixers and stuff um, in order to be able to take notes afterwards, I think is, um, I think is uh, fantastic, actually. Because it is astonishing how difficult it is to record phone calls in this day and age, don't you think? Yeah, I think Apple's made that deliberately difficult. They're, they're not <laughs> yes. gonna, you know, they could easily no. uh, create an API. Yes, J- just Absolutely. to query the pad feature. So there are what four buttons that you can yes, pro- yes. program with uh, files, essentially like cart machines. And from what I gathered from Tim's review, he thought it was a little bit convoluted to set up. And then somebody emailed. I can't remember whether it was me privately or the blind pod maker list, and basically said, you know, it's not that bad to set up. So I'm interested. Now that you've had it a bit longer, Tim, and also, Gary, now that you have one, how easy is it actually to set those buttons up to play the files that you want to play? You've got to go into the menus, so you'd have to have some sighted assistance. What you, what you do, Jonathan, I think, is you put the files, and they have to be WAV files, so you put the files on the root of the SD card, and then you have to tell the P4, you have to tell it which one of those pads to point to which one of the files. And once you do that, it works. I, mean, I think it works, but you have to you have to be able to go into the menus to do that at this point. So, you played with um, that, Gary? Do you know I haven't? That, that comes with four default things, and yes, we know one one of them. One of them, <laughs> one, well, one of them behaves slightly differently. You hold it down; it plays the thing for as long as you hold the button down. So it's sort of def- it's like a different behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. So this the one that's the applause, the default applause, yes. which is the bottom left of the four. You know, you pr- you hold it down, and as soon as you let go, it stops. Um, which I, you know is is kind of a nice idea. But I haven't. I, I just I'd I'd hoped, and obviously it's not right from what Tim says, that um, you'd be able to sort of go in and place the files in a particular folder related to each pad. But obviously it's not as easy as that, um, which is a shame, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think the, because no. um, I think those, and I think those original files that come with it, I think they actually hard, you know, hard code them into the device itself. Because I, I, oh, you I know, see. I couldn't right. find. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, um, you're sounding good, Gary. So it's it's good to know that you have one. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, as you were mentioning the idea of case. Uh, you know, I, I sort of thought about this thing about cases, and you know, someone wants to come up with some sort of case where you can put your phone and your cables, and you know, have a sort of clubhouse case for the Pod Four, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, very good. Well, thank you so much. That was very helpful. Let's hear from Judy, who's been listening for a while. Judy Watford, welcome. Uh, can you hear me, Jonathan? I can. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I got in here about five minutes late. So I want I want to thank you for hosting this. And I want to thank Tim for the really good review. Uh, I may have missed this. I understand that you have to have sighted help in the menus. Uh, I have a two-part thing. Uh, Tim, in your review, you were talking about the separate uh, uh, audio 
controls for uh, each each channel. Uh, but is there what? How do you set your mic levels if you want to play with those, or does it have an AGC uh, control that's that's decent? That's the first one, and I hope I haven't it hadn't already been covered. Uh, and the second part is. Um, I get the impression that it doesn't hold the defaults from what I heard when I just got into the room. So could you comment on that and whether or not the menus wrap or uh, am I always going to have to have sighted assistance with this thing? Uh, thank I, you very much, guys. Okay. Let, let me try to address those. So first question about setting the mic levels. Um, the mic levels are all hardware-based, Judy. So you can uh, you can set those on your own. I actually put um, lock dots on the different um, mic knobs just so I'd have a reference point. So I set it up so that that the lock dots, if I turned the the knob all the way counterclockwise, um, you know that the lock dot would say be pointing to six o'clock. The they have the oh yeah, they def yes, they definitely have stops. They definitely have stops. Um, and you can, you can monitor once you put the headphones on, you can, you can, you can hear the mic level coming back to you. So that's, that's really not an issue. The P4 by default has uh, a built-in limiter for each mic channel and a built-in, um, low cut filter for each mic channel that are both turned, turned on by default. You can turn those off in the menus. I, I, I left them on um, just because I felt it was it was easier um, in term and in terms of the menus. There's really a, not a lot of things that you really have to change in the menus when you first get the when you first get the unit. Um, you probably when you t first turn the unit on, you probably want to set the time and date because then your files will be time and date stamped. Um, so that you'll know when you recorded them. But once you set the time and date, that um, that's, I don't think you have to uh, change that. Um, the other thing you might want to set by default when you get the unit is you might want to obviously turn on the mix minus feature for channel four, which is the channel that hooks up to your PC. So, um, you might want to have that turned on by default because that way when you're making a recording, you know, if you're, say, you're, if you're recording an interview you're doing, say, with Jonathan, for example, Jonathan won't be hearing himself coming back through, uh, through, through the recording. And the other thing is if you've got this thing hooked up and so you're running whatever your screen reader you're running with it, your screen reader is not going to get piped through if you're doing a live broadcast now, if, however, if you're, if you're making a recording, it will, if you're say running jaws, it will pick up jaws on the recording. So in that case, you might have to use a, a separate, um, uh, yeah, you might want to use a separate sound card. And conversely, um, if you were doing a screen reader demo, you would not want that mix minus on because you would want correct. people to hear your screen reader demo. Yes, so you have exactly. to understand the use case when you're using this thing every yes. time. Yes, exactly. Uh, I understand exactly. about the time and day, but how are they going to hold if you change 
you know, turn it off or change batteries or yes, no, that yes, th that yes, that holds. Yes, um, the time and date hold. Um, the mix minus feature will hold the turning the uh, having either having the limiter turned on and off or the low cut filter. All those will hold. Uh, and what about the those, those are can, safe. can you make a cheat sheet or will they wrap? Do they? Uh, um, I think I don't think they wrap and. You probably could make a cheat sheet, but I think what does happen is when you turn the unit off and turn it back on, wherever you were, that's where you're going to be. So you'd have to, um, you'd have to, you know, press your up arrow to go all the way to the top of the menu. So could I chip in here as well? Sure. Yeah, Gary, go ahead. Thank you, Gary. I, I was going to say the only other thing you have to do, obviously, is format the SD card, which has to be done in the menus when you you first get it but i would stress it's a very very hardware based device you know one of the most hardware based sort of digital recorders i've ever seen there are knobs for everything you know each of the headphone outputs has its own knob each of the channels have their own knob the the mute buttons are hard buttons uh, you know the transport buttons are pretty clear the pads but you know have their own buttons you you know, you will have to use the menus at some point, but not not much. Well, Jonathan, hmm. my fiance is a Scott. Do you think that I could actually get to purchase this? I think so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, you guys. Go on, continue, and, and thanks for the answers. I think you deserve <laughs> one. I think you do. Yes, you go ahead. Yeah, I, I, what excites me about these things is that I think about all the hoops that so many of us had to go through to get things like mix minus and anything that lowers the barrier to entry. Because there are so many people who have great ideas for a podcast, but they're daunted by the audio side, by the technical side. They've got these great ideas. They can talk. Uh, they they know how to interview people or whatever, or they know their subject, but the audio is what holds them back, the complexity. And it seems to me that if you can just get your head around this, this is a huge reduction of that barrier to entry, and I love stuff like that. Now, someone who's been very patient is Ahmad. Welcome to you. Uh, hello, everybody. Thank you for this session. Uh, I came... Uh, after you started, after four minutes uh, of, the, of the beginning of the session, uh, so I didn't know what is this P4, uh, what what brand is this? Uh, <clears throat> this is my first question, and uh, if I understand, uh, we can use this device to record from, for example, if if we are using the iPhone uh, with Clubhouse or. Uh, or uh, with FaceTime uh, audio, if if we are interviewing someone, we can use this device to to record, and uh, we can record on this device using SD card. This this what I can understand. Yes, it, this this device Ahmed is made by Zoom, Z O O M, and yeah. yes, and all the all the other answers to your questions are yes. You, it's the Podtrack P four. Podtrack Pod with a K at the end. And if you listen to episode, um, I think it was 115 or so, of Mosin at Large, you can hear Tim's review there. Yes, and my my second um, my second thing, uh, I, 
I wish, Mr. Jonathan, I followed you. I, I would like you to follow me back because I want to follow all these, uh, these sessions, uh, if you please. And uh, thank you very much for all what you are doing. Thank you so much. Good luck with the uh, good luck with the experimentation. You can also join the blind or follow the blind podmaker club. That's a really good idea to do to get notified of these sessions. If you search for the blind podmaker, the club will come up. Podmaker is one word, and you can also follow that, and that should notify you as well of when these sessions are coming up. Uh, really, thank you so much. Thank you. Let's talk to Hank, who's been waiting a while. Hello, Hank. Sorry, I just muted myself. You're unmuted um, now. Okay, at the moment I took your invitation, uh, the connection to the P4 dropped. Okay, but uh, I was the one who tweeted to you that um, making um, of accept, uh, creating sound pads wasn't that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually quite simple, as since one of those uh, here said the menus don't wrap. So uh, when you open the menu, uh, you go one to the right, and then you are at the soundpad menu. When you press enter there, uh, all four soundpads are disabled. You hear that by pressing them, uh, you don't hear any of them. Um, and the next option you have to select is if you want to edit pad one, two, three, or four. So if you press enter on one, uh, that pad gets enabled again. So you can hear which pad you are actually editing. Um and then there are only three options. The first option is to assign a file to it. The second option is the kind of looping you want. And the third option is the relative volume you want. So um, if you want to assign a file to a particular function, how do you get that file onto the device? Um, in my case, either you can um, keep the SD card in the Zoom and uh, connect it to the computer and select um uh, file transfer from the menu, which is option five, if I remember correctly. Uh, or you can place the SD card in your computer, of course, and place a 44.1 kilohertz stereo wave file uh, on the device, well, on the SD card. It must be that quality is 44.1 and 16 bits and stereo. Otherwise, the Zoom won't recognize it. Hmm. And are you, happy with your, are you happy with yours overall? Yes, I, I think if for for what I want for it, it's a, it's a very nice device, um, especially because of the, uh, as uh, the last speaker said, the, uh, it's all hardware, it's all buttons you can press. Uh, um, my wife wanted to create something with it, and she said, I don't understand these kinds of things, but she immediately started uh, recording something. And even though it has 25 buttons on it, it's still simple. And that's that's amazing. God, that's a lot of buttons. That's interesting <laughs> that you counted them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 25 or 26. I'm not sure anymore. But that's because you have the four mic buttons. Then you have the four uh, selectors for phantom power per microphone. That's also not quite rare that you can select per microphone if it has phantom power or not. Then those four mute buttons. <laughs> so that's all 12 <laughs> only for the microphones. But, but still, it's, still, it's, it's, it stays simple. I, I don't know why, but it is. I have 26 with the power button, I think. 26 with the power button. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, may, you, you, may, you may be right. But, but I thought that I, uh, it, it was very easy to, 
to, to assign those, those those sounds to pets and uh, um, I, I don't memorize the menu anymore because I've written it down somewhere um, but when I when I want to assign something uh, that's 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 really easy brilliant well thank you for the tip any other comments you had since you own one any any other thoughts you wanted to share um no, yeah. Um, for uh, I heard someone say uh, they missed the thirty-two bit um, recording. Float, yeah. Uh, float for a float recording, but because the limiter is on and it's a good limiter, yeah. Uh, I mostly check volumes. I, I mostly check volume uh, by by uh, yes, uh, uh, um, <laughs> getting the limiter active and then uh, turning the volume down a bit. Yes, that's a very good point. Uh, Tim's demo of the limiter was pretty compelling actually it sounds like it's a nice limiter they have in there yes i saw a german demo that says that uh, that these p4 limiters are far better than for example those in the h5 and h6 yeah Uh, and they aren't really limiters they are just uh, not that good but this 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 one in the in the p4 is uh it doesn't do strange things it it just limits and uh avoids overmodulation lovely thank you hank that was that was most helpful We are in the Blind Podmaker Room and Clubhouse. If you've just joined us, I should do this more often. We are talking about the uh, Zoom PodTrack P4, which is a portable recorder from Zoom designed specifically for podcasters. It is one in a series. There's a PodTrack P8 as well, which does have a touchscreen, which uh, obviously causes us some issues when there's no screen reader associated with that touchscreen. So this is what is all exciting about the P4 uh, with the exception of the menus, which is Gary and Tim are saying you don't have to go into too often, uh, particularly after setup, it's all physical buttons. And uh, we're taking questions from Tim Cummings, who's our guest today, who also has one and produced a review for Mosin at Large, which you can hear. And I'll chuck it into the blind uh, Podmaker feed as well shortly. And also Gary O'Donoghue's on stage. He has one as well. Uh, Hank, who you just heard, also has one. Let's talk to Peg now. Welcome, Peg. Thank you for waiting. Hello, thank you for having me. I have to tell you that I have joined the Owner Club. Um, I just recently purchased the machine before even finding Tim's podcast. So the podcast was Universe Sense. So thank you, Tim. Oh, awesome. That's great. Yes, I I was so excited. I accidentally, well, I'm, I'm, um, you know, a Mosin at Large fan and found the podcast. So I was like, this is amazing. Uh, the pod track uh, machine was my husband's idea and he saw it and thought it would be accessible. Um, I just have to tell you, I'm not a techie. Um, I mean, I use my computer. I'm a power user if I were to describe myself and I'm a trainer. And so I can do enough to assist my clients with some of the less technical things. But if things had to be escalated, I wouldn't be the person that you would talk to. So I'm telling you that I love the ease of use and the setup was easy for me. Thank you, Tim, because you told me how to set it up. And I have been having difficulty with my focus right and my HP machine and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I got this machine and it solved my problem and I can do my demos and podcasts the way that I want to do them. I That's do have awesome. a couple issues. One is that my 
thank you. Yeah, it's great. I was just, I, I, it's a good machine and, and Tim, you helped make it so, so thank you. Um, but I do have a question. I cannot, what is your technique for um, knowing that you are recording? Yeah, Gary mentioned this before. Unfortunately, there's no. I know I missed part of it. I'm sorry. Okay, there's. Gary was was wishing that they've put a little beep so that you would know when you're recording. That it would make a beep sound through your headphones so that you would you could be able to tell um, when you're recording. Um, um, I I I don't I don't have. Uh, so if you if you if you hit record once, if you if you turn the machine on, and you um, you know once you've got it set up and you hit record once, it should start recording. Now you can pause recording by pressing recording again and then pressing it again. I find that more confusing. You so can I also do it with the do... play button. Right. You can pause your recording but I... with the play button, right? Um. I don't know about that. I usually just use record and stop. So, so presumably if you just keep thumping the stop button multiple times and then press record once, you know you're recording. But gosh, wouldn't that be a heartbreaker if you accidentally hit record a second time and you find well, that you, yes. <laughs> you paused your recording? Oh. Well, they're, yeah. pretty definite, they're pretty definite presses. Um, I mean, they click. Well, right, but I'm having difficulty. I'm I'm creating new files when I actually want to stay in the same file. So I must be doing something wrong um, in terms of, you know, not wanting to finish the file, but I can't quite figure out what it was. But okay, I had so, my husband. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's what the pause button is for. If you press the play button again, then you won't create new files. Right. So if you, if you, toggle, if you toggle the play button, then it will react as if you press pause on a normal recording. However, if you press stop and then press record again, of course, then you will create new files. Okay, thank you. That That's what I thought. Um, so stop playing with the buttons, Peggy. Just push it once and leave it alone. The other thing, Peggy, too, is I, I, I assume you're – are you editing these recordings after you yes. make them? Yes. So yes. you know what? So I, it this is what I would – this is what I would, yeah. This is what I would say. If you if you make a flub, and you want to start again, just start again because you can always just go back when you're doing the editing and pick the pick the best pick the best edit. Right. Um, and then you may have said, "Do the is there a total reset when you turn the machine back on?" Obviously, there is. What I'm wondering, besides testing with a mic, is how you know your because visually they're either lit or unlit the mute buttons for the mics. Mm -hmm. So yeah, how you, are you confirming that? You confirm that because if you plug in a pair of headphones and you've got a mic plugged in, if it's muted, you're not going to hear the audio coming through that. that okay, channel. so you just try it and yeah. Uh, okay. And also, Peggy, if you if you turn the knobs for the other channels, if they're not muted, you will hear hiss come through your headphones. Yes. Yeah. So that means you you then mute the channels you're not using. So that's the way of telling whether they're muted. When when you switch it off and on, that they unmute all of them. Okay, and that works um, consistently. That okay. works consistently. The other thing right. I was going to say about, and I wonder if Tim was 
had an observation on this. From what I can tell, because with some digital recorders, they the screen will dim to save power. And sometimes that means pressing any of the buttons is just the first step to waking the machine up. As far as I can tell... This one that, does dim. That, that one, well... The record button seems to put you in record whatever state the machine is in, from what I could tell. But maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. Have you come on? I, think that? That, I mean, that's, no, I think that's, that's the true. downside of not having a beep. But yeah. I, th- I think it goes into record, you know, what, however long you've sort of left it sitting. Yeah, I I think if you turn the machine if you turn the machine on from a cold start, Peggy, and you hit record once, you're going to be recording, and if you hit record again. I think it's gonna. I think it puts you in pause mode. Isn't that right, Gary? I, I think pause is, is is pressing the play button. It's play. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so the second I. one in from the left. But yeah. Yeah. So right. what happens if you press record multiple times? Then nothing. No. Is the honest So then you can that. just keep pressing record to reassure yourself <laughs> well, that you're recording. <laughs> it's worth. It's worth trying that. It's worth trying that. Yeah. Certainly. Well, maybe I don't know. I tried to keep good notes too you know, as you say, to um, keep track of my process. And I I couldn't find a consistent way of verifying that I was recording. Mm. So, and there no, isn't one. There isn't one. There isn't one that's that's absolutely fail-safe. But Jonathan may be on something with the keep pressing the... Just keep thumping button. it, man. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> because visually, the the light just turns red for a record. There's no blinking. There's no, I tried to use uh, my phone to read the screens. I tried to use the Envision glasses because on some things I can see a count down or count up and I couldn't locate it. Yeah. Well, well thank you if, very much. If Thank you, Peggy. And, and you give that a shot. If pressing the record button once you are recording actually does nothing, then... There's no harm in just pressing it a couple of times to give you a bit of reassurance, but try that and see what happens. We can we can report back. Yeah. I'm glad it's helping you though with uh, reducing the barriers. This is what excites me about this. All right, let's talk to Michael Loff, who's been waiting a while. Welcome, Mike. Well, hello everyone. I have a ton of questions. Uh, I did order the unit, and we'll have it Tuesday. So my first one has to do with uh, the ability to patch in my yamaha mixer so that i can feed that into two channels so can i do that through the computer either by setting it as the input device or am i going to have to use something like uh, the stream encoder and then pipeline it in that way or are channels one and two from what i read the manual implies they're both mono i don't know if they could be switched to stereo and trimmed down and used for a mixer or to add more channels or what do we know about that um Channels one and two are definitely mono channels. You might be able to trim them down, but I don't think you can convert them to stereo. Um, and Gary, what do you think about his other question? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not an expert. Is this a? Is this um? This isn't a, a MIDI signal coming. This is a just a straight audio signal. Is it? Yeah, straight audio line input. Whatever. Okay, uh, yeah. so so uh, so these are mic level inputs, the XLRs. So that's whatever you're feeding into them. If it's line level coming out of your your um, synthesizer, it's going to be quite hot. 
of those channels. Right. Um, so my ideal scenario would be probably to get it in through the computer on, on input four. I uh, would have thought that's probably the best. And then, of course, when you're input four, when it's 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 a three position switch input four on the pod track, but uh, as per Tim Tim's um, description. Um, then that that XLR is disabled, and and what what what's what that switches it to is the USB effectively, um, and that should be a stereo signal. Yeah, I think that's stereo. Yeah, I think that is yeah. stereo, Michael. So, right, yeah, so they're both stereo it. three and four. I use three for uh, audio yeah. Chromecast yes. and inputs, and that's a stereo recording. Yep. Right. So then, if you have separate recordings for each channel then essentially you have six channels right because three and four are stereo uh once you switch into the phone and the computer is that i don't know if i'm misunderstanding that but uh. yeah i don't know what happens with um with the, those with three and four in terms of them being originally mic level inputs and then when you switch them they must have some extra Im- impedance put in the in the signal chain because obviously what comes out of your phone is um, is effectively line level, consumer line level, isn't it? I mean, it's a hot signal that comes out back down the wire into the 3.5 jack. So there must be an extra, would you think, Tim, some extra impedance? Yeah, I, I, there must be something. I, I think so. I think so. Because, and 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 channel four is, is coming in from your computer, and that's definitely not mic level. So I think when you switch over, um, when you flip those switches all the way to the right on three and four, I think it obviously somehow changes the impedance as well. I think you're right. I mean, the other thing, of course, is you. I mean, you could take those two mono mono channels and you know when you record them, bring them into your door uh, and pan them, you know, left and right, obviously, and do a, do a render down to a, a single channel. Create your own stereo, in other words. Right. Um, so I do understand that three and four work concurrently, right? So I could be doing a, a, a telephone call or a Zoom conference on the iPhone Correct. on three and streaming on four. And Correct. So all, you know, yes. They don't interface yep. with each other. Yep. Great. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. I hope that helps, Mike. Good luck. Let, let us yes, know how does. you get on with it when you have one. I definitely will. All right. Thanks I, so much. Uh, can I get back to the previous question for a moment? Yeah, sure. About the record buttons. Uh, every time you press record, it starts a new recording, ah. even if you are already recording. Okay, so that's where Peg's getting multiple recordings if she's pressing That's record. really good to know, actually. Yeah. That's really good yeah. to know. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I did have one other question about how much data it's using up, because if it's creating separate channels, for uh, separate recordings for each channel, then... What would that equate to? I mean, yeah, because you're well, getting a, you're getting a stereo mix of the whole thing, aren't you? And then you've yeah, got you, individual tracks. Yeah, so it's 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 forty four. Well, what is it? Uh, I forget. So the, that's about uh, uh, two gigabytes uh, an hour, hour long. I think two gigs an yeah. hour for for how many channels? Is that for four channels? There's five channels. Five channels. Yeah, you have got yeah. one stereo channel, one stereo channel, and four and four separate yeah. channels for each. Something like that. And those separate channels are always recording, even if you mute them. them. So yeah, that's true. You, yeah, you're always all recordings, all tracks. That's a bit. They ought, there ought to be a way of muting a channel, meaning you don't record that stem. That would be useful, wouldn't it? Once if it's muted, you don't. You're not recording it. That would be handy. Although actually, no, you don't want to do that because you want to sometimes mute things 
um, just for noise reduction purposes, don't mm. you? So you wouldn't want you wouldn't want that actually. But it, it will take up, Michael. It'll take up to a five hundred and twelve gigabyte card. So I mean, I have oh, is that right? Is it that big? Gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I well, I bought it for fifty six for that purpose. So. There'd have yeah. to be XC, oh, yeah. would it? The XC ones. Yes. yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you'll have plenty. I think you should have plenty of room. Um, and and then another one. question, if I could, uh, has to do with the, the manual. Said there's a file transfer mechanism in it. Is that doable? Have you done it that way, or do you need to pop the card out each time and take? It I just popped the, the card out. I haven't even bothered. I mean, no, me I just popped the card out and put it into my computer and copy the files and over as I that said, way. File transfer is the fourth option in the menu, so I do mostly use the file transfer option. Mm. Yeah, I do that with my F6 as well. I've just got a cheat sheet with various things, and I know what to press when I consult it on my Mantis to get it into file transfer mode. I still you use your cheat sheet, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on your computer, you can hear immediately that it's changing from uh, sound system to, to file transfer because the computer recognizes it and changes. And also your, your, your sound stops, so you know, you know you're in file transfer mode. Oh, great. I appreciate it. I could see using that. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. All right. Well, let's bring someone else on the stage. Just before I do a little bit of an admin note, as we bring more people on the stage, I hear the hiss increasing. So if you are not speaking, you might like to just mute yourself in the Clubhouse app itself, because some people, now that we're especially a bunch of podcasting geeks, um, mute themselves at the source they might be using, but that still can leave his. So it just cleans things up. We'll run it through Orphonic, of course, on the feed, but it just makes it more pleasant to listen to when we can reduce the hiss. So if you can, please double tap the mute button on the Clubhouse app itself when you're not talking, and that will cut the hiss way down. Deborah Kendrick, welcome to you. Well, thank you so much. I think everyone will be appalled at my audacity of even opening my mouth in such <laughs> You're a You're very group. welcome. But, That's what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, someone has to represent the other end of the pool, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm holding that up um, with pride. So uh, I am an audio preschooler. Um, I I have not done anything with audio probably since recording my children on cassette recorders. So it was with great um, trepidation and enthusiasm and excitement that uh, when Tim and and, uh, Matt Ader from Freedom Scientific told me about the pod track, I thought, yes, this is the device that I need. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, an aspiring someday in the pretty distant future, I suspect at the rate I'm traveling, uh, podcaster. But I also was very enthusiastic about it because I've, in, in days of yore, I always recorded all of my interviews and, um, just for my own notes. And I would, I always took grade three notes simultaneously with recording so that I had a backup. And now that the iPhone rules our lives, I, um, I haven't had a way of recording. So I was excited about for that too. So I studied Tim's demo. I listened to it more than once, shall we say. And, um, so that's good for my stats. Thank you. And then I won't tell you that Tim gave it to me directly. (laughs) Anyway, 
So, uh, but again, I, I, I apologize sheepishly for my, my um, tremendous ignorance, but I'll, I'll, I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. I, I um, used Ira to set up the menus, set the time and date, uh, and of course, Tim does such a thorough job of uh, teaching us where all the buttons are. And I confirmed my understanding of all of those with the IRA agent. I formatted the SD card. I um, I plugged. I, I I bought the Zoom accessories, Tim, that you recommended, and I plugged the uh, microphone into the number one. Uh, XLR slot. I plugged the uh, headphones that came with that Zoom accessory kit into the number one headphone slot. I muted all but number one. I plugged the iPhone into its proper place with the right kind of cable, and um, and I get nothing. I get either feedback or or I get feedback if I try the headphones. Then a little while ago, right before this, I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll try my direct. I thought maybe the problem was my hearing aids, putting the headphones over my hearing aids. So I used my direct-in cable that connects to my hearing aids, and I plugged that in number one, and I, I could hear a tiny, tiny murmur that was like a bumblebee that might have been your voices. So I, I missed a couple of things people said because I was fooling around with that. But still, I, I'm an utter failure. What 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 have I missed? Okay, two things right off the bat. Um, and so you've got this hooked up to your iPhone, right? Deborah, yes, I assume. Yes. Okay, so yes. that's um, so you actually want to have you want to have two channels unmuted. You want to have the channel that your microphone is plugged into unmuted. And you want to have channel three unmuted because that's go that's the channel that's going into your iPhone. So that's what I thought first, and then. Yep, yeah, that's number one. I the think other someone thing is someone told me that was wrong. Okay. No, okay. so that's the other thing. The other thing is okay. on channel three, which is the iPhone channel, you want to make right. sure the switch is flipped all the way over to the right. That switch is a it three is. position switch. It is. And you want yeah, to make sure that, that switch is that. flipped all the way to the right. And you want to make sure the pot, the knob for channel three is turned up so you can hear the iPhone coming back. So. Okay, okay. I, I got wrong advice somewhere else. Somebody else told me do only one, forget about three. So I had three turned down and I had three muted. So Yeah, yeah. that's why you weren't hearing oh, the iPhone. Yep. Mix, mix minus is the key here. So you need them both um, enabled. So we can people can hear your microphone and then you can also so, hear the iPhone without them hearing it. Also, Deborah, what kind of microphone are you using? Uh, I don't know. Ask Tim. <laughs> but are you hearing yourself come through your headphones? Are you hearing yourself okay come through your headphones? I no, I have not. Not yet if she's got the anything. thing muted. Yeah, yeah. I have not. But, no, no, but, but on channel another... one, you should still hear yourself come yes. through your headphones. Whatever else is plugged in or muted, are you hearing uh, yourself? So, so as not to, you know, take up a lot of, I'll try it as soon as I mute myself and let you all know, but I have one, one other question and 
it's a baby question, but I, I'm admittedly a baby, so teach me. Explain mix-minus. You all keep mentioning it, and I, I don't understand what it is. Who wants to have a go Jonathan, at mix-minus? Jonathan, we're going to hand this to you. Jonathan, you're, I'm going to hand this to you. <laughs> <laughs> the, I was having a nice, quiet Monday morning. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the idea of mix-minus is that let's say that you – uh, bringing your iPhone into Clubhouse, there's a little bit of delay between when somebody uh, talks on an iPhone and when you say hear it in a VoIP application like Clubhouse. If we didn't have mix minus, then you would actually hear the iPhone echoing back uh, into the recording. So the idea is that um, the the iPhone user or the, the, the person who's going through the mix minus hears everything other than themselves so it's the it, they're hearing the entire mix minus themselves to avoid any oh, echo back oh. oh okay okay so and and now with the p4 it's it's automatic or i still need to do something about it if you've got it plugged into the phone it's automatic so okay. if you're re if if you're recording an interview with somebody like a FaceTime call with somebody off your phone, it's as long as you've got the cable plugged in the way you're supposed to have it plugged in, it's automatic. And, and as long as it's a TRRS cable as well, right? So that's yes. what Gary was saying. Yeah. So yeah. You, you've got to make I, sure you have is. the correct. Okay, that's okay then. Yeah, I do. I do. And obviously, you've got to have your switch on channel three right as far to the and right do, as it will and go. I do that. Yeah. yeah. I think the you 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 hit on it. The one thing was not knowing that one and three needed to be un unmuted and yeah. turned up. I thought it was just number one. Which, and All I, the channels I, that you're it, using have to be unmuted. So Well, and so Sorry. it does make me feel a little, uh, a little more confident because my instinct was both, but someone told me not. So, okay. The other thing, Deborah, okay. if I can add a quick okay. point, is to double check. I mean, because some microphones, and I, and I don't know what one you've got, but some microphones require power to them. And if you look at your channel one, there's there's a switch underneath the the rotary dial for you know making it louder and softer. Not the headphones, the by the channel end itself. The right. switch underneath is is a, a switch called phantom power. And some microphones require that to be switched to the right in order to work, even if they're um, sort of plug-in power, which is a, a form of phantom power. So I don't know what microphone you've got, but if you're not hearing yourself come, you know, w whatever you're, forget the iPhone. If you, if you plug your microphone into that channel, turn up the knob, turn up the headphones, plug your headphones into the channel that you're not, where your, your headphone volume is turned up. If you're not hearing yourself, there's a problem. And that could be that the microphone you're using needs that switch to be to the right. Um, I, I don't think so, because do you, is, it, is that uh, dynamic versus condensed? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, and I, so I, this think, is, I think... This is a dynamic mic. Okay, yeah, in that case, it should be to the left. Yeah. But you should still be hearing yourself, otherwise there's something going wrong. Okay, I am. Let's see. I just plugged it in, and I still don't hear myself. I blame the government. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, you're. All I take so it. It works. Smart. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in such fine. I'll have what she's having. 
You know, I might get there. That's I what might I was get thinking. there. Woo! So exciting! Congratulations! I, I just so want to say one more thing I... before you boot me off the stage is that no, no, one thing. This, since... this calls for some celebratory reverb. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Someone's got the applause button on their Zoom pod track people. <laughs> I, I just want to say that since dipping my toe in the water, maybe what two weeks ago, um, the one thing that has just knocked my socks off is how amazingly patient and generous and kind and smart all of you experts are. And there are some experts here who haven't spoken today or who have spoken today, but who have offered to help me as well. So, you know, those of you who I haven't picked on yet, I I will. I'll pick everybody's (laughs) brain. Anyway, thank you. You guys are great. Well done. We look forward to hearing pristine things coming from your podcast before. (laughs) Oh, no, pristine. No, 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 no. (laughs) Good on you, Deborah. Thank you. Uh, How are you for time, Tim? Can you keep going? Or do you need to to finish, Tim? No, no, I keep keep going. So was there something from you there, Gary? Yeah. No? Okay, good. So let's talk to John now. Hi, John. Hello. Can you hear me now? I can. Okay, how is it going? Marvelous. Okay, before we start, let me try uh, giving information. So uh, today, the Clubhouse developer uh, gave an amazing news uh, for us. As far as you know, when we start a before you know before the streaming, we need to set the uh, audio quality too high, mm. you know, uh, and we need to do that every time. But uh, after tomorrow or two days later, a new release will become and new release has it has an option to set the default sound quality audio quality. Thank option. goodness for that. That seems such an obvious feature. Yeah, <laughs> yes. absolutely. So yeah, we are looking for that. You know. So uh, yeah, I just would like to share that. Um, the second thing is, uh, firstly. Uh, I have two questions for uh, PodTrack P4. Now I'm connecting with my Roadcaster Pro. Not sure you're you know hearing me good or not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, if I'm not wrong, you uh, the Tim said uh, Tim. Uh, really, thank you for the review. It was really awesome. You know. So uh, you said that you need to assign the uh, wave files from from an SD card to 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 a sound pad. So that means does the a pod track P4 does not have its own memory or you know, every time SD card must be plugged in to, to use these uh, loaded sound pads or not? You Yeah, well, you, ha- you have to actually have an SD card plugged in to, for the pod track P4 to be even able to record on the pod track P4. So you definitely need a SD card. Um, I've never tried even playing the sound pads without or the, the default card. one. You said that four different jingles has been, you know, there, yes, but if you if you want to use ones that are going to be uh, your own, if you want to use your own files, th- those have to be copied uh-huh. onto the SD card. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. It. Okay. The second thing is, um, for example, uh, for Roadcaster Pro, it has uh, 512 max internal memory for storing sound pads, uh, and it has four, uh, 39 buttons on it, hardware buttons and you know knobs <laughs> on it. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm looking for P- uh, PodTrack P4 as well because it you know, makes me excited. And the second one is, for example, uh, when you connect your headphone and your microphone and, for example, using uh, computer sound or you have connected to your iPhone, for example, is there a way to mute yourself, mute your headphone? 
to, to, to prevent hear yourself from your microphone. Uh, for example, for Roadcaster Pro, it is not possible to mute headphone to, to prevent, uh, you know, hear yourself because when you mute your headphone, it you, you can't hear anything, you know. So how's it going in your name? Uh, when you mute your headphones with the P4, it's the same thing. You, you, you're, you're, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're okay. not, uh, but there is the, no, so the head... there's no latency. If, if, if it's yeah, latency, yeah, it's, you're it's worried about, free. yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, you so know, you don't, there's no reason necessarily, I think to mute yourself. I mean, if there is, if you, if it was a latency thing, there would be, but because the, the signal path is obviously going pretty much straight from the, yeah, the channel to the headphones. When you're talking yeah. a lot more, for example, you, you want to, you know, uh, prevent yourself <laughs> to you again. And lastly, Gary, how you're, you're, you're using a uh, pod track before right now to connecting to the clubhouse. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. It was it Tim was and Gary are coming in with a pod track people. Tim's on clean feed and Gary's direct here in clubhouse. Yeah. Okay. High quality yeah. Mode. It's, it's completely well. And how, how is my sound? It's coming from broadcaster pro directly to connect the TRS, a TRRS cable to my iPhone with the original uh, Apple adapter. How is it going? It sounds absolutely it's great. Fine. Yeah, very good yeah. indeed. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Comparable yeah. to what boss, Gary is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Boys and their toys. <laughs> yeah, great. It wasn't like, me, honestly. Okay. Thank you for all of your contribution. And like this. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Adrian, welcome. Thank you for waiting. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Good. So I like that beer now. <laughs> um, I'm just curious on the P4. It is any way to switch those sound pads um, according with the show what you're running? So, for example, if I'm running one show, I've got a pair, you know, a pack of sounds for that show, and I've got a second show. It is an easy way to um, switch between. Uh, sound pads sets or not or and i think the question is available also uh, for roadcaster pro owner so you've only got the four buttons that do any one of those four things correct guys that you you, you don't have sort of banks in the same way there are no some presets yeah. yeah there are no presets no 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 so i would like to see this kind of things uh, either in roadcaster or in uh, put track, yeah. you know, to to yeah, easy right, switch from a profile Pro, turner. Yeah. yeah, for Roadcaster, it has ability to you know uh, you know navigate between sound banks, but unfortunately, it is not accessible. We are working to manage these with the MIDI control because they have released a new firmware, and um, they, I have just requested the middle list uh, for the command list. If if they provide a commands that we need, I will create a developer software for us and it will be completely free for the community and it will be completely, uh, you know, easy for us to navigate up between options and, you know, make changes like RME OSC application that we developed with LXC before. And also, uh, right now, for example, in, in the computer application, uh, Alexi Gelizov just created an uh, NVDA add-on I think it's uh, called CBAC, you know, single access image blab, maybe, you know. Um, with this application, it is possible to change uh, sound pads, you know, change the modes as well uh, with the screen reader. But we are trying to find an easy way for this for the future. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, are you aware, one of you guys, about a software eventually able to, uh, to make this task for us, you know, to, to switch easily from a, uh, podcast profi- profile sound pack to another one? You mean something other than the P4 or? Something or the roadcaster, not not necessarily in a P4. I understood, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there are some possibilities, but not yet in place fully. But you know, in terms of software, I mean, you know, on PCs, on Mac, or whatever, a software, a program to be able to do something like that. If I load up, for example, a set of sounds for one podcast and then another set for a second podcast to you know to choose quickly between sets and to uh, throw them in a mix, you know. Live, I mean. I'm going to turn that one to Mr. Mosen. No, I'm not. <laughs> there you go. This well, there was, the, there was the Backpack Studio app on the iPhone. Oh, yeah. Yes, you, that's true. Yes, that's a very good you point. Could do that. And, and, and we, keep, we keep hearing big things are coming with that app in terms of built-in recording with others and things like that. So I understand there's quite a large revision coming of that. But, yeah, you can swipe between the, other the pages question, and the back. I, I think you just, might, you just might swap SD cards for each show and then you could have different sounds there you go each that's a good card. point I, yeah I yeah. think that might work I, I, I haven't tested that but since uh, the settings are stored on the SD card and the sound packs are best are gone or at least my personal assignment is gone when I change the SD card mm. it, it mm. might just as well be that if you change your SD card per show that you could have yeah it would be great uh, to try to make the most of the settings a kind of uh, mirroring accepting the sound pads yeah it would be great so are the Good settings idea. for the pod track stored on the SD card or are they in the firmware of the device well there is there is a, a folder called settings on the device at least hmm that's yeah, quite an interesting five. idea, actually, because so you. I, you, I, you know, I wonder what's stored in there. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't read the card. Yeah. Uh, one other question: I uh, read that there was, or I saw on the website, there was a firmware release one point two in February. Do we know the devices have the newest, or do we need to upgrade it? What did you have to do, Tim, Gary, Hank, who have them? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't upgrade mine. Did you upgrade yours, Gary? No, and I haven't looked, to be honest. What, is it um, accessible to upgrading as well? Don't know the answer to that. I haven't, <laughs> haven't tried. Sorry. Normally with Zoom, it is accessible. Yeah, uh, for my side, it is not possible. I don't remember when, seeing in the, when I went through the menus with someone who said, I don't remember seeing a firmware update option. Did you see one, Tim? I can't. No, but I think there are instructions on the Zoom website right, of how to right. actually do the upgrade. No, yeah. I, I checked right. when I bought it in January, and I haven't checked since, so I... Mm. Yeah. When it's about connecting it to the PC via USB, you know, to act like a sound card, is there any software involved? And in how accessible no, is that? No, none. It's a class compliant. It's class oh, compliant. Right. So okay. No drivers exactly. needed. I've got, yeah. I've got it hooked up to a Windows Seven machine, and it's working fine. So, so no ACO, I take it. No ACO. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Uh, Tim and Gary, can I ask a question? Go ahead. Sure. I think you you have already answered it, but you said that there's no ACO support for P- PodTrack or not? 
I, I, I don't know. All I know is that, well, for, yeah. For example, uh, when, when you load the Reaper, uh, how many inputs can you see within the preferences? For example, for my side. Yeah, I mean, if there's no ACO, then it would presumably just be stereo there. Stereo, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. For example, uh, for, for Road, I can see two uh, different uh, hardware uh, options there. The first one is uh, two input stereo, and the second one is 14 channel uh, ACO supported right. uh, system. Mm. Uh, yeah yeah okay got it thank you i mean i think there's a general question about and i don't know the answer to this i don't know how the economics of these things work but with a device at this price point um what i don't know is does that mean and it's it's cheap let's put it that way it is relatively cheap um does that mean they won't spend a lot of money uh uh, updating it or does that mean they expect to ship such a lot of units that they will spend money updating i don't really know the answer to that yeah well like and and time will tell i guess time will tell all right we've been uh, going a little over time but we will take one more before we wrap and we'll bring derek on the stage hi derek or maybe we won't talk to us derek really great there we go is it working yep Working now. I didn't know my first words on this would be, oh, is it working? Okay, here we go. Um, I do have a quick thought about the uh, Zoom units and ACO. The fact is I have an F6, and I've had an H6, and I've played with their ACO, and I actually haven't found their ACO drivers very stable and have gotten better results using ACO for all. Right. That's a handy little tool, that ACO for all, isn't it? Yes, you better have a Braille display or use NVDA and have NVDA remote and something else that can talk or have an, another sound device if you're messing with it and you're not careful because you can, if you are not careful, send your screen reader to oblivion. It's easy to get it back, but it is possible. So have JAWS, have a Braille display, have NVDA remote, have another sound card on hand if you're going to mess with this stuff because if you're trying to turn multiple devices into a virtualized ACO device, things can get kind of quirky. But I have found it more stable with ACO for all anyway. So even if you don't have ACO support for your uh, pod track, then you're probably not missing that much anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the F6. It's it's my buddy. Uh, how do you uh, compare the F6 and the H6, Derek? I have since I've both. Um, I've sold the H six. Uh, the yeah. H six is um, noisy preamps, aren't they? Noisy. Quite... They are noisy. Yeah. They are yeah. Noisy. Uh, if you have a higher output mic, then you're not really going to notice. No. Um, but I have uh, an SM seven, and that is very apparent. Yeah. Um, and I'm either using my. Uh, SM7B or of late one of my Austrian Audio OC 818. Oh, I'm very jealous. Very jealous and of that. I love those <laughs> microphones. I should very review them for this show, I think, because a lot of people don't advertise them as a stereo single point microphone solution. But in the. It's got um, a figure eight, hasn't it? A figure eight pattern as but well. But it does work very well if you're in a pinch. You mm. can use one microphone for single-point stereo and get a pretty mono-compatible image out of it. It's not designed to do that. You're supposed to use the Polar Designer to 
you know, feed that in and then pick your polar pattern afterwards. But if you are in a pinch, you can do raw single point. Is the polar designer accessible? I've not, not sort of. So right. you see the name of the parameter, but you can't tell what polar pattern you're on. You just have to oh, listen. Right, right. Um, May I just say, we owe you a huge da- debt of gratitude, Derek, for all your work on Reaper and other things. I, for one, wouldn't be where I am with Reaper if it wasn't for the work you did. Well, I'm honored to be able to hear that. And it's, re- it's amazing what you did. I love it. I love to see this stuff develop. I love seeing people learn. It is teaching this stuff online has proven to be my call. And um, so to hear that, it just that made my day. Thank you. And next week, see, this is kind of like a beautiful segue because next week we will be hearing from Derek, who's going to be talking about Reaper and introducing us to Reaper for those who are curious. Uh, it's a great platform. And uh, so we'll, we'll look forward to hearing you then. Derek, and we can geek out on Reaper. Oh, it'll be fun. It will be. It will be. Uh, In the meantime, we will wrap. Thank you so much, everybody. Tim, thank you for the review and for coming in today and talking about the uh, Zoom PodTrack P4 and also to others, Gary and Hank and uh, others who own the device who have added to our knowledge base. It is so cool when we can have a forum like this where we can all pull our knowledge and just realize, yeah, little little bits of hackery in the best sense of the term that can help us make the most of it. So thank you all for being so generous with your knowledge. Really appreciate that. Just before we wrap, a final reminder that if you would like to attend the uh, PodFest global event that is coming up, there is a promotion available, $99 off, which means that if you want to attend the pre-week for free, you can do that. This is obviously not a blindness-specific thing, but it is a great way to get in touch with other podcasters and learn everything from marketing to technical things. I'll be doing a presentation there as well which you don't have to go to. So if you would like to just uh, find the PodFest Global event and uh, apply the promo code BLINDPODMAKER for your $99 discount, which gives you the basic tier of the pre-week for free. And if you are not on the Blind Creators email list, the uh, the, the Blind Podmaker Creators email list, then send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. That's creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com to join that. It's a great, friendly place where lots of information is being shared. And you can also subscribe to the Blind Podmaker uh, podcast where you can hear this and other things as well. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you next week for the Blind Podcasters Roundtable. Table.